Thank you for listening to the Rivers Church podcast with Pastor Andre and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help your daily life. We pray that this message will help in whatever season of life you might be in. Well, the title of today's message is very interesting, and it's called this, How to Make a Success of Everything You Do. How to Make a Success of Everything You Do. How many want that today? You want to be a success in every area of your life. And I don't know if you realize it, but the Bible is a success book. It's about man's failure and God's success in man despite his failure. The book of Proverbs is an entire book dealing with how to overcome failure in relationships, sexuality, finances, marriages, with alcohol and substances, with relationships, with politics. It's got every area covered, and if we study it and we study the principles, then we're sure to have success. And I love the fact that the Bible is so relevant for lockdown because it teaches us success principles despite lack, despite restrictions. Now, the sad thing that I've discovered is some people criticize success. And this is what they say. The Bible isn't about success. And if you read the Bible and all you see is success principles, you're missing the person of Jesus. Well, let me remind you, Jesus is evident in the Bible from the Old Testament through to the New. And he is hidden in the Old Testament, manifested in the New Testament. God's principles of success are throughout the Bible from the beginning all the way through, through the book of Proverbs, through the life of Solomon and David and all the greats, right into the New Testament. And Jesus didn't say some things because they were self-evident. Let me remind you of an important principle today. The person of Jesus that we read of in the New Testament guarantees salvation. And you must have him and know him. That's why the New Testament was written. But the principles of Jesus, because he is God, come from the beginning of the Bible all the way through into the New Testament and help us succeed. So if we've got the person and we've got the principles, then success is almost, almost guaranteed in our lives. I don't know why people wouldn't want success. What's the opposite? Failure? Poverty? We want to succeed at what we do. And the Lord promised Joshua great success as he went into the land of, land of Canaan, the land of more than enough, and we need to believe for the same. And so if you're of that contrary spirit, I trust God that you'll change your mind today and believe in success. It was Ambrose Bierce, the American writer, who said this, and it's so true. Success is one unpardonable sin against our fellows. That's how some people view it. If you're successful, then that makes me a failure. But that's not true. Carrot Top is a, an American comedian, a funny guy, and he says it's our nature. Human beings like success, but they hate successful people. You see, our problem in the world today is not that people are successful. Our problem is envy, and I've been speaking about that. We've got to recognize God wants us to be a success. So let me give you some positive quotes here about success. Zig Ziglar, the late Zig Ziglar, great man of God and author, he said it's our nature Sorry. He said you were designed for accomplishment, engineered for success. Isn't that great? And endowed with the seeds of greatness. Success is the maximum utilization of the ability that you have. 
In other words, as you use everything you've been given at work, you should expect success because you've been endowed with the seeds of greatness. Abraham Lincoln encouraged us by saying this, that some achieve great success is proof to all that others can achieve it as well. Isn't that great? When you see other people succeed, you go, hey, I could do that too. You see other churches succeed. Pastors of smaller churches who are struggling say, hey, let me learn from them. Smaller businesses, look at bigger businesses, gee, they started small. I heard he started in a garage. I think I can do that too. And they believe for success. The opposite of success is failure. The opposite of prosperity is poverty. Why would you advocate that when God is a God of more than enough? Now, we're going to read a text today that's very familiar, so don't switch off. But before I get there, let me give you the background. We're going to read in Luke's gospel, but in Mark's gospel, the parallel of this story is Jesus calls his disciples, and he summons them to come with him. And of the disciples that he calls, seven of them were fishermen. Very interesting that he chose business people, and while they're at work, he teaches them the principles of success. They walk with him. And he works with them, and uh, there in their workplace, Jesus would teach them the principles of success, and they are there for us to learn from so that we can apply the principles and trust God in our work situations. The Bible is relevant right where you're doing business. It's not just relevant in a building where church services go on. In fact, let me say this. Sometimes in a building, it can be unnatural and almost different to real life. But God wants to speak into your real life. That's why he chose fishermen, business people, and he gave them lessons. Let's read from Luke chapter 5, the well-known story, but don't switch off, about the disciples in the boat. Now, notice how it starts. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around them. And when I read that, I'm like, yes, that's going to happen soon. Soon. And it says they were listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats that belonged to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the shore. You know, if you, sat, you stood in a boat and you spoke, the sound echoed off the water and more people could hear. It says, then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, see Jesus teaches, then he wants action. He said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. In other words, this is not during normal office hours. You know, some people, if they don't prosper during office hours, then they give up. Sometimes you have to go beyond office hours. Because God doesn't work just in office hours. He wants you to give you all and trust him all the way. It says, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Tell, it talks to me of prosperity. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, both boats, so that they began to sink. I mean, talk about more than enough. Not only was one boat not good enough, two boats began to sink. Some of you are in lack right now. Do you know what? God wants to fill your boat, and you need to trust him because he's a good God who does good things, and he does more than enough, and he gives success to those who are busy failing. We read on. 
When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. I've often wondered why Jesus chose business people. And the conclusion I come to is because business people understand how to take risks, how to be daring, how to persevere, how to work hard. Sometimes when you work for someone, you don't quite know what it's like to work for yourself. When you work for yourself, it's a different matter. Then it's on your back. It's on your shoulders. You have to pay people. And Jesus chose business people because they understand what it takes to make a success in life. And here he comes alongside them, and uh, he, he sees their faith. He, he knows that they are, have been persevering all night, and he now works with them to give them additional success. And I want you to notice, Jesus was preaching here, and preaching is what we need if we're going to succeed, because preaching builds your faith. If you're going to have success, you're going to have to believe for success. Success doesn't just fall in your lap. You trust God. You press in. You believe. You stretch out your hands, and prosperity comes. And too many in lockdown are saying, how come this is happening to me? What's going on? God's saying, trust me. Keep staying in my word. Because business people need the word of God, not just pastors, not just the ladies in church. Business people need to be sitting under it and hearing it. And I want to give you here eight things that we can make a success of everything we do that come from this simple story. Number one, and this will surprise you, but it's important. Number one, the first thing, if you're going to be a success in everything you do, accept the limitations of human plans and effort. You've got to accept that you do not have enough in yourself to make a success of your life. And if you don't manage your feelings of inadequacy and failure, when you feel, I can't do this anymore, I'll never get it right, you've got to recognize, yes, I know that I have limitations, but God is bigger than me, and God is my partner. So my starting point needn't be negative, it's an acceptance of my weakness, now I step into God's faithfulness. And the disciples got to know that very quickly. Here they were experts in their field. They had done this over and over and over. It was a field they knew well, but they came up empty. And maybe today you're watching at home. And you know what? You know your field well. You're an expert in it. You're a good business person, but you're coming up empty. That's okay. Just admit it. Now rely on God. And if you admit you don't have enough, you don't have enough within yourself to get, overcome your challenges, to deal with your marriage, to deal with your finances. Lord, I get it wrong all the time. I overspend, I overeat, I overtalk, I overget angry. Lord, the Lord says you're in the right place now to learn because you've admitted your starting point. And the starting point of all success is admitting that we need God's help. Isn't that the truth? And sometimes you can have all the skill in the world, like the disciples, and you still come up empty. It's not a bad thing because now you've recognized human limits and now you can go to God's ability and God's blessing and trust Him. The great Hudson Taylor, who was a missionary to India and really, really needed to trust God in a foreign country for resources, said this. He said, many Christians estimate difficulties in the light of their own resources and thus attempt little and often fail in the little they attempt. 
All God's giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on his power and presence with them. You know, maybe you've made some bad decisions, bad investments. Maybe you've made some, some, some bad judgment calls. You've had some bad months. You now need to just say, well, that's me, and I'm limited, but I'm a partner with God. He's my master, and I'm going to trust him. And listen, thank God Jesus was in the boat. Make sure he's in your business and in your life and in your home and in your boat with you, because if he's in the boat, he can make a difference. Number two, the second thing we need to do if we're going to make a success of everything we do is when you experience failure, keep going and prepare for your next attempt. Keep going and prepare for your next attempt. You failed in your marriage? Keep going and prepare for your next attempt at happiness. You failed at your weight, your finances, your business. Keep going and prepare for your next attempt. The Bible says they washed their nets, not abandoned their nets. They washed them in preparation for the next round, even though they'd fished all night and caught nothing. And you know what? Business is a lot like fishing. You have to keep trying. You have to keep trying. There is money out there. It's there, but you're not getting it. Well, don't get discouraged. Keep going and believe for your next attempt. But I've been going for 18 months, Pastor, and it's been COVID. And you know what's happened? Keep going and prepare for your next attempt. In every area, if you're going to be successful, human limitations, but then you keep going and you prepare for your next attempt. Henry Ward Beecher, who was an American pastor, he said, our best successes often come after our greatest disappointments. And you've got to be careful that you don't become disappointed and disillusioned, but recognize that just like fishing, business, you just keep going, you keep trying. You keep casting out your net. You keep casting out your faith. And eventually, when preparation meets opportunity, that's where we see success. Benjamin Disraeli, who was a, a, a British a prime minister, he said, one secret of success in life is for a man to be ready for his opportunity when it comes. You've got to keep going. And Solomon gave us these success principles. I want to remind you of them. I've written about them uh, and spoken about them numerous times over the years, but for the sake of those that may not have heard, he says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6, plant your seeds early in the morning and keep working in the field until dark. And then he says, who knows, your work might pay off and your seeds might produce. See, nothing's guaranteed, but if you apply the principles and you recognize your limits, well, like fishing, sowing seed. You've got to have a go. You've got to get ready. Yeah, but it didn't yield. Yeah, but there was frost. Oh, but the crop failed. Well, you go again. No farmer just gives up and walks away. He keeps going. Fishermen keep going. And so, when you experience failure, prepare for your next attempt. I love what Winston Churchill, he gave us this advice, and we've repeated this so many times. He says, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. You gotta stay expectant. I lost, I lost, but I'm expectant of a victory. And the Bible says that they washed their nets, they didn't sell their nets. Come on now, let's not give up. and Let's not let go. And let's keep going. And let's not question and ask why and 
blame the devil and look for magical formulas and sprinkle oil on windowsills. No, 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 no. The success principles are there. You just need to follow them. And I love the business coach who was a Christian, Jim Rohn. He's uh, passed away now. He said success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying the basic fundamentals. Success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. What are those disciplines? Faith, work, going out, getting up. I failed. I'll keep going. I'll trust you, Lord. I know my limits, but Lord, I'm ready for the next. That's the principle of success. If you're a Christian and you've got some habits in your life, maybe you're addicted to alcohol, cocaine, heroin, maybe you're smoking dope on the quiet, no one knows, but in the backyard you've got your stash and you say, I'll never get free. You will when you recognize you can't do it on your own. And if you fail trying to give it up, no, you need to again, in your failure, get ready for your next attempt to overcome. Then you'll have success in everything you do. Number three, I hope this is helping someone today. Trust the word of God, even if it doesn't make sense. They had been listening to, listen, the word of God. Then Jesus gave them a word from God. You will never get a word from God unless you're listening and reading the word of God. The Bible says he was preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching. And he sat down and he taught them. Then he said, cast your nets over there. He gave them a directive after giving them the general. Some people want a directive when they haven't been reading the general. You need the word of God before you'll get a word from God. And if you want success in your life, sometimes what the word of God says doesn't seem to make sense. And the disciples were like, we're experienced. Here's a carpenter. He's telling us where to fish. You don't catch fish in the daytime in deep water. You catch it at night in shallow water. That's what they knew. But now the word of God comes and it doesn't make sense. Just like it says in Luke 6, 38, during a time of COVID, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. Now hang on a minute. I believe that, but not in COVID. Listen, if you want to have success in what you do, you've got to believe the, the word of God in good times and bad times. And you'll get a word from God. Sometimes God will tell you to do something but if you've not been in the word of God, I wouldn't trust that a word of God is coming. It could be your own emotions. But when you do get a word from God, you can act on it and God will give you favor. Remember, the blessing of the Lord is there. There were fish. You just got to know where to go and how to do it. And so the key thing for everybody today, especially our business people, stay online under the word of God and the preaching of the word Trust what's being taught to you during offering time, during the leading of the meeting, and then during the preaching, and then go into the week and act on it if you want to have success. Human limits, you failed, you're having another go, but now God's word, but hang on a minute. No, don't reason. Believe it. I love what Jehoshaphat told the people of God in 2 Chronicles, and I want to read it to you because it's a word for us today as we hear God's word preached. In 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. But notice what he says next. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be what? Successful. You see, you've got to listen to God's word and trust him, but also to the preaching of the word spoken over you right now, and then you will be successful. 
Trust the word of God, even when it doesn't seem to make sense. Number four, the fourth thing, and we've got eight here today, but I think they're going to help and they're all brief. Resist fear and always be willing to take some risks. You see, when you're in a place of failure, you want to conserve, you want to protect, but you've got to resist fear. You've got to step beyond your fears into the realm of faith and take some risks. James Allen, the motivational author, said, for true success, ask yourself these four questions. Why? Why not? Why not me? Why not now? I love that. Why? Why not? Why not me? Why not right now? Come on, at home where you are, believe. Why not? Why not me? Why not right now? But there's so much going wrong. But why not me? And why not right now? God's blessing, God's favor, God's success, even though I've experienced failure. You see, you have to resist fear. And you've got to be willing to take some risks. When Jesus told them to cast their nets into the deep water, they had just washed those nets. They had just been preparing for the next. And now he tells them to do something that doesn't make sense. And they're a bit fearful because now they're going to have to come back again and wash the nets a second time. You know, when you've been working all night, you're tired. Now you go into the sunlight. I don't know if you had that, if you've driven anywhere, like to Cape Town. Anyone in the room driven to Cape Town? When you get to like three in the morning, that nausea when, the, when, when you, you start to be, and then when four o'clock, five o'clock, the sun comes up, you're like. The disciples had fished all night. Now Jesus is preaching and they're washing the nets. Now he's telling them to go again. They're like, we don't go during the day into deep water. We go at night into shallow water. Uh, we're going to have to wash these nets again. So fear comes up in the, oh. But nevertheless, Lord, they resist fear. They try something new. They take a risk and they step out on the word of God. Better than doing nothing, they step out because Jesus points to possibilities. Listen, nothing's guaranteed. God's pointing to possibilities. Are you going to live in fear or are you going to step beyond the fear to the possibilities? The possibility of victory, the possibility of prosperity, the, pros the, the possibility of being an overcomer, successful in your marriage, in your finances, in your habits, in your addictions. It's a possibility. Or are you going to fear, oh, I'll probably fail again. No, you need to take some risks. The author of Don Quixote, Miguel de... Cervantes said this, he said, in order to attain the impossible, one must attempt the absurd. Isn't that true? Got to do something crazy. When I was in the leather business and we used to make shoes and manufacture different styles, I'd sit at home at night with my, with my cardboard and pattern making and I'd, and I'd concoct. I'd come up with something no one had come up with before. People had made strappy sandals and strappy sandals were selling in the summer like hotcakes. We bought our house on, on sandals. But I'd come up with even more complex ideas and I'd bring them to Pastor and I'd say, what do you think of this? And she'd go, it's a lot of work. I said, but we, 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 we can make this work. And then we'd put it in the shop and people would walk in. They'd be like, wow. And guess what? We'd get attention. People would tell other people, you need to go and see how well they make. You need to see the new style they've made. Then they'd come in and they'd buy the basics. You have to try. And you have to take some risks. Spend some money. Use some leather. Doesn't just fall into your lap. Try the absurd. If God is in it, it could succeed. John D. Rockefeller 
the man who started with so little in a basic job, he said this, he said, if you want to succeed, you should strike out on new paths rather than travel the worn paths of accepted success. I reckon you need to take a step because other than that, it's doing nothing. And doing nothing will not heal success. Number five, are you being helped today? Anyone in the room being helped? Number five, persevere even when you are disappointed and fatigued. Do you know one of the things that lockdown has done to us is it's, it's increased our disappointment because what we hoped for doesn't come. What we hoped for doesn't come. We hope to open church and it doesn't come. Then we think we're going to open, then we open with 100. Then we open with 250 and then we closed again. Then we open with, we don't know. Where, where, so disappointment and weariness is one of the challenges we're facing. The disciples faced it and Jesus taught them how to overcome it. And we've got to be careful because when you're fatigued, you are quite vulnerable. Think of Jesus 40 days in the wilderness without food. It was at the end of that that the devil came and tempted him. Wasn't it at the time when Esau was hungry and he was out in the wilderness that he sold his birthright to Jacob? You see, when you're fatigued and you've been working and there doesn't seem to be success, that's the time you sell out. But you can't. You've got to keep going. And here they keep their eyes on Jesus. They've been fishing all night, but they persevere. Robert Kiyosaki, who knows so much about finance and has given us so many helpful books, by the way, is also a believer. He says, the size of your success is measured by the strength of your desire, the size of your dream, and how you handle disappointment along the way. A lot of people don't fail because they're not good at something. They fail because they become fatigued, weary, and disappointed. And the disciples knew they have to keep going Jesus is with them. He's giving them a word, so they persevere. Number six, here's the thing. After they catch the fish, this is what you have to do when you are successful. Share your success. They call the other boats over. Don't be selfish. And, uh, you know, when a business or a ministry grows, we can become threatened and we can become overprotective of what we've got. And... Uh, you, you've got to share your success. One of the things we understood years ago is that our church grew and it grew exponentially and it continued to grow and it was very fruitful over many, many years. Over 30 years, this church has grown. But you know what we've done? We've shared that success with others. We opened a network called the Rivers Network. And we don't just get together and share a word. We tell them keys, that things that we've applied that have worked so that they can do it and fast track their success. We don't, we don't glory in our success, look at us and, you know, and, and keep it a secret so that we can be the, the big shots. Success is not about you. It's always about God doing it for you for the sake of others. He didn't just give them a large catch of fish so they could live in luxury. He blessed them so that they could be a blessing. And it's so important to share your success. Don't let it go to your head when you succeed in something share it with others. If you've overcome a habit, if you've broken through in an area, don't make it look like you were super disciplined and it was you. No, there's limits to human behavior. You then persevered. You trusted God. You acted on the word of God. Now you've got success. Teach them those principles so they can do it too. Howard Schultz, the famous CEO of Starbucks Coffee, 
tremendous story. And if you read the book, Pour Your Life Into It, he talks about how he built up that business and some of the principles. And one of the things Howard Schultz did, and, and, and I want to tell you, he is the 209th richest person in America, worth $4.3 billion. What is that? That's more than the budget of South Africa that he's worth. It must be. I don't know if you convert it into rand, but massively rich. But he understands the principle of sharing. And early on in running that business, he started a veterans fund and poured profits into that. He's also taken care of coffee growers. And he was the first one to provide Medicare for part-time workers in any business in America. He understood the principle of sharing when you have success. And it's gone from strength to strength to strength. And you know what? One day they said to him, we don't need you. So he resigned from Starbucks and they began to go downhill. Then they called him as a consultant at a million dollars a year. Just come back and consult. And Starbucks went up. Why? Because he understands the principles of success. He knows how to look after people. And one of the keys to success is to share your success. The disciples shared with the others. Howard Schultz said this. He, he said success is best when it's shared. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now, here's the thing, though. Don't you share your success with the lazy and the entitled. Share it with those who are trying to work, who are alongside you trying. We don't just share with lazy pastors. Oh, you don't want to work? You, you, you and your wife go for coffee at Woolworths at 11 o'clock, and you want to know the principles of Rivers Church success? We're not going to tell you. But those who are pressing in and praying and working long hours and trying to train their teams, come, we'll show you how to do it. And in business, you've got to do the same. You've got to share with the industrious, not the entitled. And here the industrious came alongside and both boats were filled. Number seven. I trust this is helping today. And you probably thought I wouldn't get through eight, but I will. Number seven, the seventh thing you need to do if you want to succeed at everything you do is always expect God to give you more than you ask or imagine. The Bible says that the boat was sinking. They called another boat over and both boats began to sink. Ephesians 3 and verse 20 says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. Are you asking God for enough? Are you expecting success? Or are you expecting barely to get by? Do you believe the blessing of God? Do you believe in prosperity? Because here the disciples were taught that if you go into business and you work with the master and you trust the word of God and you persevere, blessing that you couldn't imagine is yours. I want to believe this for my church. I want to believe this for every person who's a working person, every business person at Rivers Church. I want to trust God for favor over your life because the scriptures are full of it. This is not one story I'm pulling out and I'm using it in isolation. Jesus fed the crowd, 6,000, was it 5,000, sorry, besides women and children. They say it could mean up to 16,000. He fed them and guess what? After they were finished, they collected 12 baskets full. He wasn't just interested in feeding the crowd. He was interested in sending them home with a little bit more. When it was water into wine in John chapter 2, in Cana of Galilee, six large stone water pots, it says. And we imagine their little stone jars that we work at in the pottery school that we bring home. Look what they made on the wheel. Now, these were large ones. They used them for washing your legs and your feet. Jesus fills them up after they've had all the other wine, not so that they can get drunk, because he's a God of abundance. You need to expect it. 
Don't expect a trickle of success. Expect the flow of success. Not just in money, but in your life. Victory over habits. Victory over drug addiction. Victory over pornography. Victory over alcohol abuse. Victory over anger. Victory over marriage failure. Believe for more than enough. He wants you to be successful, not a failure. And if you expect just a little, that's all you get. But if you expect to get a lot, the blessing will come and you're blessed to be a blessing. I love those words. They caught such a big catch. God is wanting to bless your life today. And listen to me, business people, it's there. Trust him for more than enough. And number eight, number eight, be humble in your success. Be humble. Because what can happen is you trust God and in the abundance and in the victory, it goes to your head. No, be humble. Peter fell at Jesus' feet. And he said, Lord, get away from me, for I'm a sinful man. Sinful man. He didn't now go off and say, I don't need Jesus anymore. Man, my business is flying. You must see the Bentley I bought. And you know what? We're going overseas on a trip, and we bought a holiday house. No, no. He fell down before Jesus in humility and recognized, you know what? Number one. Number one of eight points. Lord, I recognize human limits. And this would never have been possible if we hadn't persevered, stood on your word, trusted you, got ready again. Shared it with others. Lord, I'm so humbled. This is because of you. And you know, when you stay humble, you stay dependent. And Peter stayed dependent on Jesus. And it's so easy for money and fame to work their way into our lives and for pride to set in. We've got to recognize we're nothing without the Lord. I love watching sports uh, stars, especially ones who are humble. I don't like the proud ones. I think I've said it before. The soccer players, you know, who, who, there's some of them, they point to their name on the back. But there are others who lift up the badge. Then there are others who point to heaven. But I have to mention Lionel Messi. Because sadly he has left Barcelona and has now gone to the French team PSG. But be it as it may, this is what he says. And talk about success. He is a world success. He says, I'm lucky to be part of a team who helped me who helped to make me look good. And they deserve as much of the credit for my success as I do for the hard work we have all put in on the training ground. Humility in the face of success. You know what? It's lovely. It's admirable. Don't you, don't you look at sports stars, even if they're talented and you're like, kind of like, but when someone's humble, it's admirable. And we need to stay humble. We need to stay dependent. And here's the thing. Often when God blesses you with success, people leave the Lord. But you know what the Bible says? The disciples left everything and followed him. Let success make you follow more strongly. In fact, as I come to a close, let me give you two simple things that you need to do. Number one, let success make you follow Jesus even more than before. They didn't abandon him and say, Jesus, business is booming. Lord, we'll see you. Thanks for your help, eh? Cheers. We'll see if we can make it on the weekend. No, they left everything and followed him. And we need to make sure that we let success make us follow Jesus more fully, especially when it's financial success. And then secondly, let success arm you for your greater calling. What's that greater calling? The greater calling is henceforth you will fish for men. When you're successful, listen to me today, business people. Let it be a platform where you can speak to others about Jesus. 
Let your money and your success be of avenue. When someone admires your car, your house, turn it around and say, the Lord gave me this, you know. And I don't know if you know him, but he blessed me. When I was at a place where, you know, I was at rock bottom and there were limits to my human, I persevered and I believed the word of God and I pressed on and got ready and I applied these principles and now humbly I want to tell you, you need to follow him. Success is not about us boasting, being a big deal, making it look like we were never a failure. It's always being humble and following Jesus. If you want to be a success today, you need to simply apply the principles of Jesus. But you know what? Many people apply the principles of Jesus and are successful. The problem is they don't know the person of Jesus. We need the person of Jesus who guarantees our salvation, but we also need the principles of Jesus which guarantee our success. I wonder today, out there watching me online, do you know the person of Jesus? Because you need to have him in your boat. When he's in your boat, then when failure comes, you know the person. Salvation is guaranteed, but guess what? Success could be imminent because Jesus saves us, but he also comes to give us success in life. If you don't name today, I want to pray with you. If you're a Christian business person and lately you've been doing really well, give your all to him. Don't, don't, don't go on your own in your own boat. Keep Jesus in the boat with you and make sure he's in the center of your life. If you don't know the person of Jesus today, you know how you get to know him? You get to know him by opening your heart, believing in him, the Bible says. If you believe in him and you confess him with your mouth and you say, Lord, be my savior, I believe you died for my sins, you will be saved. And then having been saved, you are illuminated with the principles throughout Scripture because Jesus is God's Son and everything in Scripture has come through Him. You want to pray with me today? Make that possible? Come, let's pray together. And let's in the room of staff pray with those people online. Can we do that? Let's pray this simple prayer. Pray with me at home like this. Thank you, Father, for your Son, Jesus, and the salvation that he gives. I believe in him today. And I receive him today. And I put my faith in him today. For my salvation. And I trust him. For eternal life. Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my savior. I commit to follow you fully. Like the disciples. Thank you Lord. Amen. We hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message.